0: The best things in life, they come in twos. Two scoops of ice cream, two tacos. And now for a limited time, get our best deal of the year. Buy any phone when you switch to Consumer Cellular and get two months of service free. That's right, the same fast, reliable nationwide coverage as Big Wireless, now with two months free. Proof the best things in life really do come in twos. Visit ConsumerCellular.com or call 1-888-FREEDOM. Second and third month of monthly-based service fee waived for new customers with the purchase of a phone and activation by July thirty first, 2024. Taxes, fees, and third-party charges will apply. See
2: website for additional details episode 13 how to save on your student loans
0: welcome to the frugal friends podcast where you'll learn to save money money. embrace simplicity
1: and live a richer life life. here are your hosts Jen and Jill
2: hello y'all I am Jen this is Jill and we are your frugal friends on the frugal friends podcast. We're here to help you save money, spend better, and live more fully. And today, we are we're talking about something that I think I think this might be like a pillar episode for us. What do you think, Jill?
1: Possibly. I think a lot of people have student loans and they're trying to figure out how to make those go away. So, yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, it's I think the biggest like debt beyond like credit cards and uh, mortgages, but I can't be sure. I don't don't quote me on that. But it's oh, huge. Yeah.
1: yeah. I think even for people who are very anti debt, this would be the one debt that they have. Maybe yeah. in addition to a mortgage. But if you don't have a mortgage, you probably still have student debt.
2: Yeah, definitely. I I know a ton more people with student loan debt than mortgages which is unfortunate. So, and it's the number one question that I have always gotten since I started writing personal finance is what can I do to save on my student loans? And Mm. I have the same answer and I am delighted to share it so I can just point people to this episode and I don't have to keep answering the same questions over and over, even though I love to.
1: Yeah. What are you going to do with all your free time then? I don't know, flip an RV, which
2: is going well. We are knee. I am always covered in paint right Mm now, consistently. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if I like it. I don't know if I could do it, Jill.
1: Yeah, I do like it. And I actually get paint everywhere. Like, I'll get it into my hair like all into my hair and eric's just mm-hmm. like what are you doing like how is it all in your hair and i'm bathing like, in paint listen i'm in the
2: zone I i respect you jill i respect so many things about you and that's <laughs> just another <laughs> that's, one that's one of them because like for those who don't know like jill does like interiors eric and jillian interiors mm. uh mm-hmm. dot com maybe uh it's so it's it's a thing you do professionally. And I can't do it professionally. I would rather be hiding behind a keyboard.
1: Yeah. Although most professionals would probably say, like, I don't get it in my hair. But I'm not <laughs> just a professional, I'm an artist. Yeah. <laughs>
2: so. But hopefully this uh this little side hustle gig will make us a little money that we can put back into our house because we have some things we would like to do. Yeah. You know? And mama needs a new laptop.
1: <laughs> oh, my word. Me behind. too. Are you serious? Me too. Yes. Ugh. Oh, you. Yeah. We've talked about this. My mouse is shot. I'm now using Eric's computer. It's like legit time for a new computer. So oh. sad day. Yeah. Well, let's uh let's get into our sponsors on let's that note. Do that. Yeah. Uh,
2: today. Today's episode is brought to you by time, mm. not the herb that you cook with, but the unit you measure days with. Time. <laughs> Are you trying to reach a financial goal? Are you trying to retire and you want your investments to grow? You can't do that on your own. It just takes time. <laughs> Are you trying to pay off debt? It takes time. And sometimes that's frustrating,
1: but time is over all. Word. Boom. You always get the fun sponsors,
2: man. Because I get to make them up. I mean, that's not made up. Time Father Time Industries has truly sponsored the Frugal Friends podcast and we're completely uh indebted. Yeah.
1: We are indebted to Time right now. Everyone listening is choosing to do this with their time that they've been mm-hmm. allotted. Yeah, wow. It goes real deep. I don't think we have time <laughs> to go that deep. Uh, Also sponsored by Podcast Crafter. You can find them at podcastcrafter.com. They can meet all of your podcast crafting needs, whether you want to podcast about your life, whether you want to podcast about someone else's life, whether you know someone who's podcasting about life. I don't know how many options there are. Whether you're in a business that's podcasting, I don't know what you're up to. But I know your time. <laughs> yes, I know that you need some help to free up some of that time. Yeah, check out podcastcrafter.com. They are the ones who make ours sound so sweet and beautiful and mix it up and do our custom soundtrack. And yeah, wherever you're at with your podcast, they, they've got a package for you. So check them out podcastcrafter.com.
2: All right. Well, let's get into this. This episode is going to be super packed, and a lot of it is going to be terms that you've heard before and you think you might be familiar with, Um, but we're going to just shed a little extra light on some of these terms. Uh, We are going to give you some resources on what you can do with them, steps you can take, Um, and we're going to share a little bit about our experience and what has been Uh, bar none, most effective uh, for saving on your student loans. Because really what we're looking at is saving on interest with student loans um, most of the time. But Mm -hmm. so yeah, we're going to get into it. And um, we're going to start with talking about loan forgiveness, obviously, because that is the hot button issue and that everybody wants to know about. So Jill, how familiar are you with uh, loan
1: forgiveness is? Um, only a little. So I know that I've heard about all these things that are going to come out and help to forgive loans, but it has kind of to me seemed like this pie in the sky, like only <laughs> if you're this small minority, maybe. And even then, it's going to be a lot of work, which still may be true. So I I really have not looked into it much because it just seemed like too overwhelming. How about yeah. you, Jen?
2: I I looked into it and I started out. And if you're just graduating college, I think getting onto an income-based repayment or getting started with one, is just a good idea because it's really a time uh, thing. You have to make so many payments on it. So in the meantime, while you're figuring out what's best for you, getting on it can't hurt. So mm. that's what I did as soon as I got out of college. And I made about three years of payments on just the regular income based um, until we decided to uh, aggressively pay off our debt because that was mathematically better for us. And uh, so I spent a lot of time looking at these the back in like 2012 to 2015. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've been hearing so many things since I write about personal finance, uh, so many updates with people thinking that they're going to get these like loan forgivenesses. And then, mm-hmm. like, either loan issuers or somebody is like dropping the ball. And the years that these people have put in um, are for nothing. And they're still stuck with their loans um, mm-hmm. that they have only made minimum payments on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I know that's like a real fear factor for a lot of people. Like, since it's a government program, people mm-hmm. don't know if it's gonna be around for mm-hmm. 10, 20, 25 more years. Yeah. Um, so people I don't think should worry if they're already on it. Um, I mean, that's like my opinion. Obviously, I'm you know, not Congress, but um <laughs> I think I think enough of a stink could be made. Um that if they do end it, that a lot of people will be grandfathered. But it's just not for sure. Right. Or you
1: you could think that you meet all the requirements and then there was some fine print that you didn't read. I don't know.
2: Exactly. It is like a part-time job making sure if this is the route you're going to go, that you are consistently on top of making sure your paperwork is in every Mm -hmm. year. Um, And you're also – you're So – we'll just get into it like this um we're going it to studentloanhero.com first um with their complete list of student loan forgiveness programs and the list is is short um so there's like 13 of them mm-hmm. and they're not widely available for everyone um, not even in every state are they available so the first one is public service, loan forgiveness, um, and then the second one is income-based repayment. So we'll talk about income-based repayment first. Um, So your loan payments are capped at 10 to 15% of your discretionary income. And so obviously when you get out of college, that's really low. Um, But this is a, depending on when you started, um, IBR is for 20 to 25 years that you're making these like smaller payments. And so you have to think about like, where do you want to be in your career in 20 to 25 years when Mm -hmm. you're thinking about like writing this program out? Um, If you plan to be making six figures in 25 years, um, which for a lot of people isn't unreasonable, um, or even if you just plan to double your income, you know, from 30 to 60, Mm -hmm. um, you're going to be paying a lot more at the end uh, than you are right now. So like you can almost guarantee that your payments will like double or triple. Mm. Um, But still payments are capped at 10 to 15% of your discretionary. Um, And then when you're done at 20 to 25 years, over that time you will also have to have saved the the taxes that – so the amount forgiven, they will consider income for you for that year. Uh-huh. So that will bump you up um, to the whatever tax bracket. So say you make like sixty grand, um, and you get sixty grand forgiven, you will be taxed that year like you made one hundred twenty thousand dollars.
1: yeah, uh, just so, all in one year. It like the year that mm-hmm. you get forgiven is yep, yep. the year you get penalized.
2: Yeah. And okay. so if you don't um pay it all, if you don't pay your tax bill because obviously your um your employer is not going to take out that amount in taxes, mm-hmm. you will owe that year. Um if you don't pay, then you will have to extend that payment and that will cost you uh like interest and fees, uh, for not paying your taxes up front. So that's like one thing. I think that's the primary thing that I find that people don't think about with, with this income-based repayment. Mm So, um, Jill, do you have anything to add?
1: I, this is new for me. Um, yeah, I think that it's something, it's a really good option for people because, I and I think especially coming from the social work field, that's always a concern is like, well, yeah, I spent all this money. I spent about the same amount of money on my social work degree as somebody who got a business degree did, only they're going to make a whole lot more than me. So like, where do I fall in this? And like, now I'm going to enter into the nonprofit world and not make a lot of money, so I, I think this kind of like ratio based um repayment plan is is an awesome option for people. Yeah. Minus and the tax. Minus the tax thing. Yeah. Um and I think for um
2: I think you have to really look. You have to calculate your loans based on what your income potential is. And don't limit your income potential because you want to stay on income-based repayment. That yeah. is a horrible idea. Yeah, You are much better off if you see your income potential being like average or above average with the American average is um, like household income is 50 grand around between 50 and 60. So if you see your household and when you get married, you're, you have to base it on your like joint. So even like single people should be thinking about this if they want to get married. And I'm not a like tax professional. So this is all just like advice, like between friends because frugal friends. Yeah. You have to consult your tax like accountant or whatever uh, to get the numbers for you. But it does make a difference. Like, decisions you will make in the future. Like Mm -hmm. it's just planning your life for the next 20 to 25 years when you are in your early twenties or, or mid to late twenties is, is a big deal to Mm -hmm. make, to just like try and skate by for 20 to 25 years. You really are limiting yourself. And if for some reason it does benefit you, like if you're, if you're in the six figures of debt, and you are making 30 grand and that's that's you, that's what you're okay with, mm-hmm. then this is an option that you can look at. But you also have to be calculating what your tax bill will be. Um, because you have to pay that, you you have to pay that in a lump sum. Like if you are making payments, like you're gonna be, you know, probably paying some penalties and interest. So think about that as you are considering this, to be saving along with it. But it's definitely my least favorite plan. Mm-hmm. Um, just because if you're in IBR, then you're not working at a nonprofit. You're working at a normal job, which mean, which already means your income uh, potential is greater. Um, right. So for right. social it, work and mm-hmm. like nonprofits, then we get in the PSLF.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So like it could pigeonhole you too. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot to consider.
2: Yeah. So 20 to 25 years is just a long time. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Um, But if you are somebody who is in um, the nonprofit sector or government, then you can be eligible for public service loan forgiveness, the PSLF. And that is only 120 payments. So like 10 years. Um, And then you qualify for 100% loan forgiveness and you do not have to pay tax on it. And the payments don't need to be consecutive either. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's a lot more flexible than IBR. And I think think it's set like in a better... It's to motivate people to work these government and nonprofit and like lower paying jobs. So this is understandably a better program, Mm -hmm. like should be enticing because we want people in these jobs that are like quality people.
1: Yeah. It's a nice thing, honestly, for me. Uh, Yes. And I'm in the nonprofit world, but again, that pigeonholing thing, I didn't want to be stuck at one (laughs) job just because of my loans. And also 10 years I really want to go hard enough at my loans that like I'm out of debt in far less than 10 (laughs) years. Like, so for me, that's, that's another reason why I never pursued these things. Like I heard about them. I knew about them. I looked into them a little bit, but reality is, is... I don't want to wait 10 years working at a nonprofit 40 hours a week just to... Mm-hmm. Add, and then how much have you paid off after 120 payments, 10 years of paying this loan? Realistically, how much are they forgiving by that point? Um, yeah. So again, yeah, some something to consider. But if you're in the place where, yeah, you have already done this for 10 years and you still do have something worthwhile to be forgiven, then mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. And you
2: still have to, the payments that you're making still have to be under IBR. Um, And they can be under IBR, pay as you earn, revised pay as you earn, income contingent. So they still, you still have to pay attention to be in one of those programs. um, And then also doing your public service, like paperwork stuff too. Mm -hmm. So it's just like a little extra, but yeah, it does pigeonhole you for 10 years. Like if you are working in a field that you realize in, you know, in three years, maybe it wasn't for you. Maybe 17 year old Jill thought she wanted to do this and then, Mm -hmm. you know, 27 year old Realizes, oh, maybe, maybe seventeen year old me was wrong. Um, <laughs> how, what a how could that
1: be? <laughs> you
2: made a wrong decision when you were seventeen so or twenty two.
1: Wise then? <laughs>
2: wow. <laughs> um And that's like okay. You should never feel guilty if you get into a profession and like you. you be, student loans should never force you to stay in a profession that you don't
1: love. Mm-hmm.
2: It shouldn't mm-hmm. like, and people feel guilty because mm-hmm. uh, they've
1: invested so much, right. but or keep um, you from paying off your loans. If you have the money <laughs> to right, do so, right. Um, so,
2: so yeah, 10 years is still a really long time. Like I worked in like acupuncture and healthcare for five years and it is a profession that I loved and still love and would do again in a heartbeat. But five years in, I found this like new thing that I loved even more or like as much or more. And like I paid off my student loans, so I didn't feel like I mm-hmm. was bound to that. Mm-hmm. And especially like we were thinking about becoming a nonprofit. And so if if that had happened and I had been on PSLF, I would have felt even more like tied down to it um, right. but it's I had the freedom to to go so it should even if you love what you got your degree in and what you're doing do you still want to limit yourself for 10 years mm mm-hmm. Uh, to a particular field or sector.
1: And I'm not familiar. Did you see like could you switch jobs within that program as long as it still qualifies or does it have to be at the same place? Um, for those it just consecutive It just has years? to
2: be 120 on-time payments um, at a qualified organization. At one of so, those. So maybe yeah.
1: multiple mm-hmm. if you do switch around within the field.
2: Mhm. So, I mean, and it's just like The whole time you're also on IBR for, so for if some reason you decide to leave, like, and not do public service anymore, you'll still be under IBR. Um, But again, like, that one is far, far less
0: forgiving than PSLF. Mm -hmm. My favorite part about spring cleaning is that post clean clarity when I'm like, wow, I can finally think clearly. How was I functioning in that mess before? It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan.
1: If this sounds like the type of spring cleaning your finances need right now, then it's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month.
0: All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Plus you can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts.
1: To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash frugal. That's mintmobile.com slash frugal. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash frugal. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details.
0: Now that I have kids, I'm hyper aware of the information I put online. But unfortunately, there's only so much I can do. Our personal information is everywhere on the internet and I don't have time to monitor and take it off every website. That's why I personally use Delete Me.
1: Delete Me is a service that finds and removes any personal information from hundreds of data broker websites and make sure it stays off. Delete.me isn't just a one-time service. It's always working for you, constantly monitoring and removing the personal information you don't want on the internet. I signed up, completed a questionnaire,
0: and they took it from there, submitting opt-out requests to data broker sites and keeping my personal
1: info private. To take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete.me. Now, at a special discount for our listeners. Today, get 20% off your Delete.me plan when you go to joindeletemecom slash frugal and use promo code FRUGAL at checkout. The only way to get 20% off is to go to com slash FRUGAL and enter code FRUGAL at checkout. That's me.com slash FRUGAL, code FRUGAL.
2: We also have another um, article from Student Loan Planner that's on public service loan forgiveness. And he has like a pretty cool website where he especially for like higher earners will go through kind of who needs um who could benefit more from uh forgiveness or who should just like pay off their loans
1: Mm.
2: um and i think his thing is like if your loans are double the amount you make in a year then you should look into student or uh, student loan forgiveness um and if they're not, then it is more, it is financially better for you to pay them off, yeah. not just
1: financially, um, but also emotionally. Yeah, if it's attainable like that, then then I agree. Why why hold on to that?
2: Yeah, debt? and so he gives forty tips to save on public service loan forgiveness specifically, and since that's really the only program that I will acknowledge for the greater population. There are some, gosh, there are some really good loan forgiveness ones um, a while ago that they have gotten rid of and they just keep getting rid of the good ones. And so I have a really hard time talking about them Mm because I don't know how long they'll be around. Right, Um, Like really good ones for like teachers and nurses and lawyers. Um, You know, all the important people. Right. Um, So, yeah. So you don't know how long they'll be around. Um, Obviously, if you have student loans, you've probably already done some like some research into getting them forgiven because who of us has not? (laughs) (laughs) How do I make this go away? Yeah. This is... this was okay when I was, like, 22, but, like, now I'm 24, and this is a lot more than I anticipated. I that's,
1: <laughs> I thought I was going to marry Rich. What happened?
2: I know. That was so disappointing. <laughs> I thought I was going to be able to make 300000 right out of college.
1: <laughs> I never thought that. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: really just went to school to make money, and it was uh, all a sham. Yeah. Yeah. So... Um, but he he has obviously 40, and we're not going to go through all of them, but we'll have the link in our show notes. So if you are working in public service, I would highly recommend that you check out this article. Um, and also, if you are one of those people whose income um, or whose student loans are more than double your income, and these are all federal, like... I'm just talking about federal right now, not talking about private. Mm-hmm. Um, so if your federal student loans are more than double your income, um, then definitely check out studentloanplanner.com and we'll have the link to this specific public service post in the show notes. Nice. Yeah. Um, What's Next. Next. Uh, next, we're going to stick with Student Loan Hero um, because at their core, they're really a website that helps people refinance their student loans. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, they've got a yeah. ton of
1: articles. Um, when you search like anything student loans, they come up. So good SEO, but also good content.
2: Yeah. Uh, so it doesn't make, yeah, it doesn't make their content any less fantastic. (laughs) Yeah. Um, they do really good studies on student loans. If you're ever looking for ratios or statistics, uh, student loan has hero has some good ones. Um, if you're ever looking for debt payoff stories, you can find mine on there. Mm -hmm. So maybe I'm a little biased. No way. That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, we can put a link to that in the show notes too. Um, so this one is on how, um, refinancing your student loans, how um like six six steps to take before you apply. So there is a fine line when you refinance your federal loans become private. And then you lose all of your access to IBR, PSLF, uh, income based repayment. I just said that one. Um So you lose all those benefits and the flexibility that federal loans offer, but you also get a lower interest rate and more motivation (laughs) to pay them off. Yeah. And since this episode is brought to you by time, (laughs) we... Time is of the essence. Time is of the essence. And we can't stress enough that having motivation to pay off your loans in the form of higher payments is... uh, really the most helpful it speeds the process up and that is what saves you the most in, in interest because mm-hmm. uh, if you're not getting it forgiven completely all you can really save is the interest um minus uh our friend emily from our frugal friends community group on facebook she pointed out that if you put your loans on automatic debit they will take 0.25 um, off of the interest rate yeah, thanks, Emily. Yes, yeah, a whole 0.25%. <laughs> hey, so, that's something. I did that. Yeah, I did that. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's a little something. But uh, yeah, so there's definitely something to be said for refinancing. But it's just like refinancing a mortgage. You still have to be prepared. And um, there's steps that you should take before... You apply. I applied to refinance my student loans once. Uh we were in the middle of paying them off, so we didn't have any money in our checking account and <laughs> wasn't making that much. So uh needless to say, I did not get approved.
1: Ah uh, better luck next time. Yeah. Brought to but you by I could, time.
2: I mean, I always have people calling me on the phone telling me that I'm eligible for a special student
1: loan forgiveness program. They're like,
2: what student loans? Yeah. Where are you getting this?
1: Yeah, yeah, I know. Do you do you ever get like a pit in your stomach? Like, oh my word, I thought I paid it off. What if there's that like lingering thing that I don't know about? And they're going to come no. back and get no. me. No, I
2: actually get really angry because I'm like, there are people that legitimately have student loans. And I like, I want to answer their phone calls and, and tell them this. I was like, you are going to scam them into paying for things that they could get for free, and you're horrible people, but I know they would just hang up on me if I did that.
1: Um, People generally don't like to be yelled at over the phone, telling them that they're horrible people, or in any context, really, whether it's over the phone or in person,
2: but keep
1: trying. I learned the hard
2: (laughs) way. So... So and yeah, if you ever get a phone call about your student loans, like it's not legit. The government has so many more things to do than call you. Uh, It will just let you forget about it and let the interest bill, and then you owe them so much more. So they don't care. Like you are basically an indentured servant, like to the government. As long as your loans are around,
1: your credit score
2: will just suffer. Yeah. All right. So, uh this one's from Student Loan Hero as well. It's by Melanie Lockhart. It's uh take these 6 steps before applying to refinance your student loans to improve your chances of getting approved. Um
1: Jill, did you like any of these ones? Um yeah, I think that checking your credit score, I think was a good one. It's like a good reminder that that is something that exists and (laughs) something that, that these people are going to base their decisions on and you should probably know like how you're doing. Um, and it would help too if you're thinking about buying a house at some point. (laughs)
2: Yeah. I actually, um, I was interviewing, interviewing Farnoosh Tarabi, um, who is a financial reporter and author and podcaster. And we were talking about, um, Credit score awareness is increasing, and it correlates with credit uh, improving, like actions like paying off debt mm-hmm. and uh, keeping a lower like debt to credit limit ratio and uh, all that stuff. So yeah, and it's just become so easy to check your credit score and report. Mm-hmm. There's no reason not to. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. I think it can be a driver. I think for some people who maybe are rewards-based would would see that and think, oh, okay, how can I improve this? Or what can I keep doing to keep this mm-hmm. score good? Um, so it could have some peripheral benefits as well.
2: Yeah. And so you want your credit generally to be above 700 um, to get a good chance to, like, qualify for one of these student loan refinances. Um, and then... If it's not and you want to increase it, you do number four, which is pay down your credit card debt because credit card payments have the biggest impact on your credit score. Did you know that,
1: Jill? I did not know that. Teach.
2: It is um, specifically payments to debt that are variable. So like if you're paying off a car or house, that's like a term loan. You have to pay the same amount every month. But if it's a credit card, like that's really the amount you put on it and the amount you pay. Like versus, you know, there's a minimum, but um, it's really discretionary. So basically, the credit that holds you most responsible um, or that you have the most freedom with, those payments affect your credit score the heaviest. Mm. So paying off credit cards um, is basically the best bang for your buck if you're going for increasing your credit score. Nice. Good to know. Yes. And like, don't make late
1: payments on your other stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah. still be responsible.
2: Yeah. So do everything right. But uh, um, yeah. And all these places are going to have different eligibility requirements too. Some are harder, some are like easier. Um, So you definitely want to go and check your eligibility requirements with each of them. There's mm-hmm. you, there's like seven or nine big players. And uh, like Credible and SoFi are probably the biggest ones. You've probably heard those. And uh, so definitely go check with those heavy hitters first and, and make sure you meet the eligibility requirements. And if you don't, move on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then... You also want to calculate what your savings would be. So there's different terms. It's not just like a one-size-fits-all. You can choose like you want a five-year term or a 10. Um, you can vary it up by, like by fixed or variable. Um, definitely fixed is is better unless you plan on doing it in like two years or something. Um, you definitely want to go with fixed, especially since interest rates are just rising. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can go, the student loan here actually has a refinancing calculator that you can use. Um, there are a bunch on the web and, and calculate your savings to figure out which one you want. I mm-hmm. tried to get a five-year one when I tried it and obviously they thought that payment was unattainable for me. So <laughs> yeah, you can, I mean, obviously you can always get if you want to get the lower interest rate from a refinance, you can go with a longer term, a 10 year and pay it off like a five. But I just wanted that added pressure that like would really get me there. That like you
1: might starve this week if you don't pay your student mm-hmm. loan. Mm-hmm.
2: I Mm-hmm. That,
1: that is a motivator. Yeah.
2: Um, and then five and six would be, to gather your financial documents because yes, there. I mean, you need to have your tax return available and your student loan information and and all that stuff. So mm-hmm. Makes have that the
1: ready. Process go more smoothly too if it's not like, oh, I gotta run to here and where's this and mm-hmm. where's that. Mm-hmm. I Where tried to do already? it on my
2: phone when I was like somewhere, and you so you can get pretty easily like pre-approved or, or pre-disapproved. Um, But then once you have that, your rate's like not like locked in forever. You have to go through the actual process um, and put everything in like officially. Mm -hmm. So it's just like getting a mortgage. You can get pre-approved with some info. And then to actually get approved, you go through this whole thing. So if anybody is familiar with getting a mortgage, it's a very similar process. Um, If you're not, just pay for your credit cards.
1: Yeah. So and did you ever get approved by anybody? Mm-mm. Mm.
2: I got like disapproved or denied. Uh denied sounds so harsh. Um <laughs> once and you know then I was just like whatever I'm going to pay it off in a year anyway.
1: <laughs> and, and then did. you did. <laughs> and then I did, Jill. And then did you call up the the uh lenders and shove it in their face? No, I oh, didn't. Okay, you just so. you, you just paid it off.
2: <laughs> yeah, I just I just paid it off and <laughs> forgot about it. Like honestly, I was like, I never want to see you again.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, but yeah, so six was obviously look into your financial options. Like we said, look at forgiveness, look at IBR. They're not things that you should just ignore, but they are things that are very. It's very unlikely that they will be beneficial. Everybody wants IBR to be beneficial for them, but it might be beneficial to your budget today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you have to like look at the big picture. like this is not something you can just think like, "Oh, I need a hundred and fifty dollars payment this month because like, obviously I need to like live while I'm young. uh you You have to be looking at time.
1: Father time. Mm. Like
2: if you don't start investing for your retirement, like in your twenties and thirties, you're going to be broke like at retirement. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: So, and that's a lot harder to do with a six and a half percent like graduate loan. Yeah. 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 All right. Um, that's all I have to say about refinancing, but yeah, there's, um, We'll post a link to some student loan refinancers that we like. You can also see on this site, like, like we said, SoFi is on here. Credible is not on this list, but there's like Ernest. Ernest, That was the one that I got not approved Mm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, Laurel Road, Lend Key, Common Bond, Citizens Bank. They're, I mean, they're all, you know, the same and they all offer different rates they're four different people. Some only do like will only do undergrad. Some will do undergrad and graduate. So it really depends.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. And that's our first half. So all that bumming out. I think we
1: need a we need a little change of pace. We need a change of pace with yeah. the, the
2: Bill of the, bill of the word. Word.
0: right it's time for the best minute of your entire week maybe a baby was born and his name is william maybe you paid off your mortgage maybe your car died and you're happy to not have to pay that bill anymore duck bills buffalo bills bill
1: clinton this is the bill of the week hi again um i don't know if i'm allowed to leave another frugal google voicemail Um, if not, you can like not say this one, but I have another one. This is Hannah again. Um, I got to give a shout out to my, one of my favorite bills, William Penn or commonly known as William Penn for founding
0: the great state of Pennsylvania. Jill and Eric, I, I don't know if the South is going to win you over. I know Florida is really appealing, but, um, William Penn and I want you to remember all the friends you've got, in
1: Pennsylvania, um, <laughs> and you can continue to visit Jen. That's okay. You're allowed to go, but don't leave. Don't leave Bill and I in the dust. All right. Don't forget about us. All right. Love you guys. Keep up the good work. Bye.
2: Oh, oh, oh! Thank you for that. Bill, Jill was just singing like you couldn't hear her um, in the background, but she was singing.
1: She loved it. Oh my goodness.
2: Gosh, if you want to submit your Bill of the Week and make our weeks so much better, this is my favorite time of the week, (laughs) please, please visit frugalfriendspodcast.com slash bill to call our Google voicemail or you can email us a voice memo to frugalfriendspodcast at gmail.com. We love hearing the bills and yeah, because we have a... a lot of bills in our life.
1: We want to commiserate and celebrate with you. Yeah. We also enjoy the Hannah's talking about the bills. Yeah. So even if you're not a bill, but you have a bill that you want to talk about, we don't discriminate. Maybe you want to talk about a billionaire. Oh, oh. Listen, I think we've just already come up with all the best ones. Don't be giving people ideas. Let them come up with this creative genius.
2: I know, I just spend too much time thinking about it.
1: (laughs) Anyways. Mm -hmm. How do I get my partner on board with our finances? It's a top question we get from listeners and we've realized it's a game changer when there are tools that allow you to work together better, like Monarch. Monarch is the
0: top rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, track progress toward financial goals, and collaborate with your partner and now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal.
1: Unlike other personal finance apps, Monarch's simple design makes it so easy to set up and manage your household finances. Plus, they have built-in collaboration features so you can invite your partner at no extra cost.
0: After trying out Monarch myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, listeners of this show will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal that's m-o-n-a-r-c-h-m-o-n-e-y dot com slash frugal for your extended 30-day free trial go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal for an extended 30-day free trial when it comes to ensuring your company has top-notch security practices things can get complicated fast vanta automates compliance for SOC 2 iso 27001 and more saving you time and money with Vanta, you can streamline security reviews by automating questionnaires and demonstrating your security posture with a customer-facing trust center. Over 7,000 global companies like Atlassian, FlowHealth, and Quora use Vanta to build trust and prove security in real time. Listeners can claim a special offer of $1,000 off Vanta at Vanta.com special. That's V-A-N-T-A dot com special for $1,000 off Vanta.
2: All right, so we we talked about student loan forgiveness, and we talked about refinancing your student loans. Um, mm-hmm. Our friend Lisa in the Frugal Friends Community group, she refinanced her loans, and she is so close to paying them all back, so nice. excited for her. Um, yeah, and then our friend Emily, with that tip about the student loan um, interest reduction on auto pay. Um, but we want to share a little bit about our debt
1: mm. and
2: our stories with debt because, uh, we think that personal stories really get the point across better than just lists on the internet.
1: Especially when your story is killer, like Jen's or Jill's get ready to be pumped. <laughs> mm, LOL.
2: um, well, I guess I'll go first then, yeah, uh, so if you've spent like five minutes around me, you know that I'm obsessed with talking about personal finance, and that was not the case, uh, I would say three, three years ago, absolutely not. Um, I was just like a normal person wanting to go to Disney World on the weekends, wanting to go to dinner with friends.
1: Wait, is that a normal person? Disney World on the weekends? It's normal if you live an hour and a half from Disney, Jill. <laughs> it's like, I just need you to know that to the rest of the world, that is not normal. It's like maybe Disney World for that one amazing vacation if we can afford it. So just, I'm just trying to like okay. present the reality here. Well, I wanted to YOLO. Okay, <laughs>
2: I yeah. wanted to go big. I get you. I get you. Okay, so that's <laughs> spoiler alert. That's what I wanted to. Do. And gosh, I loved going out to like bars to get drinks. I loved fancy coffee. Like I just loved everything that cost money. Mm-hmm. And so I had a little inkling of the fact that I didn't make a lot of money. And. So I was frugal to an extent. I was frugal on the big things, um, but I I spent a lot on the little things.
1: Yeah, and that'll get you.
2: That's yeah. That's what gets most people. Like I wasn't taking trips to Europe um, or buying new cars. Uh, I was just spending a lot um, in little increments. Mm -hmm. Um, So. And I found it really hard to get rid of my debt. I was I had $52,000 in graduate loans. Um, I was making less than, um, or I was making around 45. So I was making less annually than what I owed. And I just didn't see any light at the end of the tunnel. Mm-hmm. I was completely hopeless. Um, So the only thing, the only logical thing to do when you're completely hopeless is to completely ignore it. And, uh, that's (laughs) what I did for several years. I think pretty much from the time I graduated in 2012 until, um, Travis and I got engaged in 2015, uh, I was just, I just ignored it. And, uh, finally we got engaged and he was like, I want to pay off my student loans first and foremost. And he had just over twenty thousand, and I was like, I would actually rather live uh, life, <laughs> and so I was not on board at first. And I, I, it took some like introspective, like really sitting down and and thinking about what I wanted my future to be. I think it helped that we were getting married, and that was already a very definitive like um like life marker mm. um so everything else was changing so like it just made sense that i could change my perspective on where my finances were going and like eventually i decided wanting to one day like be able to like stay home with my kids or be able to like move if travis got a job somewhere or like having the financial freedom to make those life decisions was more important to me than any latte or drink or uh Florida resident Disney pass. <laughs> yeah. um, and that was, I mean that took a few weeks to like make that adjustment to, to, to just get on board initially took a few weeks. The actual process of, changing my lifestyle and habits, uh-huh. sometimes I feel like it's still going on. <laughs> yeah. I, I know it's still going on. Yeah. What am I saying? I know it's still going on. Um I had to go through such a 180 um during those two years that we were paying off our debt. We did most of it just by getting side jobs. Mm-hmm. Like we just out we out earned ourselves and learned I learned frugality along the way, um, but it's not what ultimately like got me to pay off debt. Yeah. Um, and so after 23 months, we had paid off seventy almost $78,000. It's amazing. Um, and it was like 53 um, was my student loan. Like 20 was his student loan and then we had a couple thousand on my uh, Corolla. And uh, so we, we said no a lot during that time. And the reason that I ultimately chose to not go with a student loan forgiveness was that fact that initially what got me on board in the first place was envisioning my future. And like my future didn't include 10 20 or 25 years of like 40 hour a week working it just didn't and so instantly those things were off the table for me and i think doing it fast was like ripping the band-aid off was the ultimate way that it got done Mm -hmm. and because
1: it wasn't sustainable at all. Yeah. I can't imagine. I mean, yeah, (laughs) you guys did no spend challenges. You were working till 10 PM most days. Yeah. Yeah. I had to do, I had to use no spend
2: challenges as a way to like make myself be more frugal. Like that's how I learned it. And Mm. then I wrote like a book about it because I wanted to help people, do what I had done. And yeah, so it was, it was this intense journey that led me to where I am now is that we are 10 months debt free besides our house. Oh, and we also bought a house while we were paying off debt too. Um, which is not something I would recommend for everyone, but it was just like another thing that we did. We kept our heads down and we just plowed through everything. Mm -hmm. Um, not sustainable, but like now we're 10 months out and i i can't remember any of the things i said no to like coffees or dinners or trips or anything um but what i do carry with me um are all of the lessons i learned about myself mm-hmm. and what i value and what i want from life yeah. uh and i have quit all the part-time jobs but i've kept the frugality mm-hmm.
1: I think that's one of the things that's like most surprising about this conversation and just finances in general is how interconnected it is to other parts of our personhood, our relationships. And as we kind of are on this journey and talking about being debt free or living more frugally, like that, it's pulling these other areas out of noticing mm-hmm. things about ourselves maybe prompting change in other areas prompting deeper conversation more intimacy in relationship more openness more vulnerability these things that you like you wouldn't expect from something so seemingly shallow and superficial but yet yeah what how intertwined it is to the rest of life and what it can do to to focus on this a little bit and to challenge yourself in certain areas to be disciplined i mean mm-hmm. disciplined in any area of life much less finances which everyone needs to some extent um yeah there's there's so much to it more more than you would expect
2: yeah you hit the nail on the head like i have learned more about non-financial related things through this debt-free journey than I would have ever learned without it. Mm. Like I could not have learned these lessons. Um, and so I'm super thankful for it. And, and I want that to be an encouragement for anybody else trying to pay off debt. Mm-hmm. Um, is that this is a very short season in the scope of, of your life and financial
1: journey. Um, yeah. So it can be, it can be short, right? right. People could, could continue to accrue debt, but yeah.
2: Ultimately, if you're trying to pay it off and you're committed, like then it's going to be a short season
1: (laughs) of your life. So Jill, how about you? Uh, Student loans. So student loans is the only debt that I've known. So that's good and bad. (laughs) Good that I haven't gotten myself into credit card debt or anything else, but sad because I really hate having debt. Um, I graduated with not a ton. I had about $30,000 of debt. Um, But I will say... (sighs) And I know we're talking about how to save on your student loans, like assuming you already have them. But I will say that if there's anybody listening who hasn't gotten into this boat yet, just like some words of warning is that number one, it's real money. And I, that just mm-hmm. didn't occur to me at 18. Like, the, especially like all these advisors are talking to you about, oh, you qualify th- for this and this and this and, you know, we're going to and th- just the excitement of it and the new state of life and they make it kinda seem like oh and then and then you get this amount covered in your financial aid package but most of your financial aid package is Money you will have to pay back. It seems like at the time that, oh, it's all covered. I got this and I knew in the back of my mind that's a loan, but I don't know. I guess I thought things were just going to work themselves out or it wasn't that big of a yeah, deal. Yeah, you don't, I don't know have to worry at like about it 18.
2: now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, how can you fathom
1: that much money at 18? You <laughs> yeah. Sh- you shouldn't be able to. Yeah. Especially when you think you're going to make $300,000 and go to Disney on the weekends. Am I right? Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think just it is real money. You don't have to do what all your friends are doing because I don't talk to a single person that I knew in high school. Um, I'm probably a little bit rare on that one, but <laughs> I wish that I would have done community college and yeah. and gotten my prereqs out of the way. So anyhow, if you're in that boat, consider some alternative options Um, consider picking up a trade. Consider getting your experience first and really being sure that this is what Mm -hmm. you want your degree to be in and then go do it. I just cannot stress that enough. But for those of us who did do it, (laughs) thanks to our 18-year-old selves. Yeah. So I graduated with $30,000 in student loan debt. Eric, was the wise one of us and he has no student loans. So it's us together, um, which for the average couple might be pretty easy to pay off, but we, we're a little bit non-traditional and even like the career paths that we've taken, um, and everything else we try to pay like for cat, like cash in. So we are still working to chip away at this, um, and some of the things that we do, so I think a lot of this loan, paying back student loans is also this conversation of how to pay down debt, how to avoid debt. And so I think our frugal living and, and what has propelled us even more so into this lifestyle are my student loans. So our move to live in the RV, um, to sell that, to house set, to live with my grandmother, like all these different things are a part of it's leading to so much more, but it's also to help us pay down the debt fast as quickly as possible, get that out of the Mm way. Um, So I think that there are some ways even beyond looking for loan forgiveness. You can also just look at areas of life that can be cut. And so that's how we've approached our debt. And I think I kind of, I feel this responsibility to it. Like I signed off on that. Like I received mm-hmm. an education. Um, I agreed to pay that much, although now I think it's far too much for what I received. But yep. regardless, yep, yep. I agreed to pay that. So I do feel this responsibility to pay it and not have somebody else just take it away. Um, yes, so so there's, there's some aspects there. But also, I, in getting my master's degree recently... I did not want to go into debt for it. So I wanted that degree, but I did not want to do it if it meant debt. And we were able to do that. So while I still have debt for my undergrad, we were able to live, put me through a master's program and not accrue any more debt. loans or debt for that, which was amazing. And we were able to do that through flipping the RV, living simply, living frugally. And really, whenever extra money comes in, we throw it at the loan. So like as fun as a bonus could be to go buy new couches, we throw it to the loan. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. So I think really having your sights set on that and being tenacious with it, it, it'll get it done fast. So I anticipate probably in a year being debt free. Um, I hope. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
2: It'll be fun to chronicle the rest of your journey. Like while we're doing the podcast too, and see how these things have like helped you be able to throw more money at alone because like hopefully that's the point of all of the other episodes that we do like helping you save money and spend less that is what is going to help you pay off your debt faster Mm -hmm. and i think that's the point that's the moral of this episode is that the faster you paid off like that Mm -hmm. is what's going to save you the most money the Mm -hmm. most time the most emotional like turmoil Mm -hmm. like all
1: of that and the goal of this podcast, like I am encouraged in talking with you weekly, Jen, in interacting with our Facebook group, that there's other people out there doing this. There's just something about being a part of a community who mm-hmm. also values these same things that can put a fire under my butt. Like now I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, yeah, where's that extra $20 I found recently? How can I go throw that at my loan? <laughs> you know, just yeah. whatever it takes, I'm energized for it the more we talk about it. And when I see the other. Other people have done it. It's like, oh, I want to be there. I want to get that next step. Um, yeah, not just so I can be like, oh, I accomplished something, but to say, I-, I paid that off. I don't owe anybody. Like, my money's my money now.
2: Yes. Amen. And yeah. And I think another like reason, there's a million reasons we're doing this podcast, but like, there are very few things that you can listen to an hour a week that are like motivating you to spend less and like giving practical tips on how to do it. And that's what we wanted to be. Like we wanted to be that for the debt-free community, for the financial independence community. Like this is Mm -hmm. a very narrowly focused podcast for a reason.
1: Right. And it's cool to hear feedback from people on how we're doing and what they're gaining from it. Speaking of reviews and ratings.
2: Yes. So we're going to start this thing because we, We've gotten um, like a like about 30 reviews so far. And so we really wanted to highlight some of our favorites because they are super kind and also a little funny.
1: <laughs> um, We've got some so great we're, listeners we're gonna, reviewing um, us. Hi-
2: <laughs> 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 we're going to highlight this first one. It's from Elizabeth Pena. Thank you so much, Elizabeth. Um, she says... Uh, Love, Jill and Jen. Love this female-driven podcast on frugality and simplicity. It's refreshing in a world of bloggers that tell us what to buy next and what we need. This podcast offers a contemplative way to consume. I'll say they don't scream at you like Dave Ramsey, so that's a plus. (laughs) Thank you, Elizabeth. We will keep not screaming. (laughs) I'll keep it together. And reserve my screams for student loan scammers. That
1: was my favorite when I read that. I think I literally laughed out loud when I said that. Like, I did too. The plus they don't, they don't scream at you like Dave Ramsey. I'm like, Oh my yeah. word. I totally know what she means. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. <laughs> um, yeah. So cool.
2: If you want to like support us and maybe have your, uh, review read, uh, please visit Apple podcasts and, um, leave us a review and uh, we read them all, anyways. We read them we all, wanna...
1: but we're only going to read five star reviews out loud on our <laughs> podcast, just so you know.
2: We, uh, yeah. So we want to just highlight some of the funny things that our community is saying because it gives we get a kick out of it, and uh, we're here to entertain you too. So, mm-hmm. I'm, so I'm glad that you are in turn entertaining us. <laughs> yeah. It's a give and take. Yeah, it's a give and take for the laughs. Yeah. All right. Well, we are uh, about done today. Jill, you have anything to uh, wrap us up with? That's all. Get out of debt. Yeah, do it. Uh, Thanks so much for hanging out with us. And if you think that more people should hear about frugality and frugal living, uh, then definitely go ahead and leave us that review on Apple Podcasts and hit the subscribe button so that you can get new episodes every Frugal Friends Friday and join our Facebook group. We talk about it all the time. It's at frugalfriendspodcast.com slash group. Um, We are always asking questions about what we're recording so that um, we can include you in on the conversation because Jill and I are not the end all be all on frugality. We uh, definitely want to hear everything that you guys are doing because a lot of it we either haven't heard of or um, have forgotten about. So, uh, join the group and, uh, check out our show notes for all of the links to today's articles and, uh, some funny pictures and stuff on our website. (laughs) All right. Ciao. See you later.
0: Frugal friends is produced, edited, and mixed by Eric Sirianni.
1: This is the bill of the week. This is the bill of the week. Mm. This is boop, the bill of the boop, week. Boop, 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 boop. Buffalo boop. bill. Rock bill. Duck bill. What bill? Huh bill? Who bill? You're a bill? I'm a bill. Who's a bill? What's a bill? What's your bill? I want that to be in the episode B I double L o
0: o o